0: today I interview Nichelle Thompson she is the owner CEO and creator of heat therapy she is an incredible female entrepreneur that is a manual osteopath athletic therapist and a cold laser bioflex therapist she is incredible insightful and I hope you enjoy our talk today welcome to the wise divine woman podcast today i have nichelle thompson with me and she is with heat therapy here in sudbury ontario canada and she is just an incredible beautiful um practitioner here she is an osteopath and she actually inspired me on my one of my first podcasts that i've ever done and uh Her interest with me was with thermography, and my journey started there. So I have to thank you so much, uh, Nichelle, for uh, letting me start this journey of podcasting and introducing myself to the world. So thank you so much. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad
1: you did. I knew you do
0: really well. So
1: I'm excited that your podcast is taking off like this.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a ebb and flow, right? It's interesting mm-hmm. as you may find, because your podcast is, is incredible. And, uh, I have listeners in Ireland and mm-hmm. all over the world, which was just mm-hmm. mind-blowing, right? Like, yeah, it's pretty cool
1: when you can get a platform like podcasts, right? And everybody can listen. The best part is so passive, right? You can be cooking and listening to it or walking your dog and listening to mm-hmm. it on your mm-hmm. That's why I love podcasts.
0: I really like how you have uh, the, the duality level of things where you actually have that application in your YouTube channel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. which
0: is phenomenal, by the way, yeah. really good. And yeah, it's good.
1: I actually started that because I had time with the first um, lockdown that we had mm-hmm. about basically a year ago was pretty much the first time I released my first video yeah. and it's just like snowballed. And now I have like close to 75 videos and it's doing really, really well. And,
0: and it's, it's so really needed. Cool. Yeah. It's so needed because with your Uh, college or with your school as osteopathy you kind of don't know if you can allow to practice not practice can I yes or no it changes every day Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a pnea so it's uh, a great opportunity for people to actually put some hands-on application to their health and I've shared a few of your videos now because um, I do thermography advising with a company in New Jersey and their osteopaths don't do many hands on applications. I think it's just their theory of things. Maybe they'll do some touch. Yeah, they have a, there's like
1: different types. So there's like an um, osteopathic doctor, which, mm-hmm. you know, does surgery, prescribes medication. They'll do a little bit of the hands on stuff. I'd say very similar to a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And um, whereas European styled osteopaths is what most Canadians uh, follow, like that education style. And it's a lot more of an overall approach in terms of handling the muscles, the ligaments, the joints, the blood flow, nerve supply, cranium, and the cerebrospinal fluid, like the list goes on and on.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I know that through my uh, experiences with osteopathy, it's been incredible. And there is such a difference between each of the practitioners. Um, But I know like you, like my other practitioners in, in, that were in Sudbury, um, very intuitive about understanding the ebb and flow of the body or mm-hmm. understanding the connectiveness between top and bottom. Yeah. And I love that. And if, if no one knows what osteopathy is, if you can give them the Coles Notes
1: 101, mm-hmm. can you please
0: explain to everyone what osteopathy is?
1: So how I like to explain osteopathy, especially my clients, is I like to say, we're like biomechanical engineers when it comes to aligning the body, Mm -hmm. because we don't just look at the knee or the hip, if that's your problem area, very much like you were saying, if there's something going on at the head, I'm also, you know, eventually looking at the feet to see, okay, how is the whole body connected in relation to why your pain is even resulting? right? And so that's why I love osteopathy so much. And that was why I decided to go in this career Mm -hmm. was because it really seemed like an overall, um, like overall kind of idea of how to actually get someone from being in this painful kind of standpoint in their life and helping them through to get them to a better quality of life.
0: Right, right. Because as we know, it's not this isn't you just didn't all of a sudden get sore unless you had an accident exactly. it's a build-up it's a buildup of life and trauma or emotion and all this garbage that we have and then it's this layering off of okay this is, you got to release this and you have to release this and that's our journey of health but it's you have to remember to always apply it in a fourfold aspect of things so you have to remember the body not Mm -hmm. only what goes in the body, and then you have to remember also the mentality, the mental emotional component Mm -hmm. to things just as much. And and so much of that um, spirituality of things, which I believe makes everything more of that fourfold aspect. So I'm Mm -hmm. always driving people to, okay, if you're not going to the chiropractor, please go to the osteopath. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got to do someone um, that is going to address the structure of the body to make the nervous system if not at least anything the nervous system of the body function better so but I love that I just absolutely love that so in your in the journey how did you like you had probably your idea kinesiology and then you decided to do osteopathy just because of that drive and passion it came so easy to you to be Mm -hmm. like is and now you've Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, well, actually,
1: like I, I start, like I injured myself and I was a competitive dancer and gymnast. And so like many people who end up in that sort of healthcare field, it's usually from some sort of an experience that drew you to that. Right. And for me, it was when I was getting treatment and I, and I felt that um, feeling of getting better. I'm like, wow, light bulb moment. I want to do this. And it really is something that I've been doing since I was four years old, as you mentioned kind of early, that intuitive sort mm-hmm. of talent or whatever that uh, people have and that skill, I was always drawn to that, but I didn't really realize how I could monetize on it and turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was just, yeah, that click. And then I went into athletic therapy and then osteopathy and traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture and then laser therapy. And yeah, yeah, I've
0: mm-hmm. heard so many great things about the laser therapy. How does that actually work?
1: Mm -hmm. So again, Cole's notes, really, so I'm just kind of getting into the science. I might put a couple of your viewers to sleep here, but (laughs) basically, and it helps the body by giving it the energy it needs to speed up that healing process. So on a very, very basic biology level, I'm taking a lot of people back to like grade 10 biology Mm -hmm. here. When the light is absorbed by the cells, it changes the light energy into mechanical energy that it literally uses up to power up that mitochondria of the cell. So it's Mm -hmm. like the battery pack of the cell basically, and it produces a lot of ATP, which is essentially the energy that it needs so that it heals, gets rid of inflammation, gets rid of um, some scar tissue to some extent, rebuilds uh, collagen and cartilage and develops new blood vessels. So it really creates an environment to allow for healing to speed up.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. And I've heard many, many good things about that in that aspect, especially with some of your clients mm-hmm. uh, when they're coming in to do some thermography. work. Yeah, and Like stuff, I'd say
1: so. 95% of my clients end up using it
0: because Mm -hmm.
1: when you have pain, you have inflammation. So I use it kind of just as a a nice kind of primer sort of technique. So it makes my treatments and the ability of the body to adapt Mm -hmm. and accept my adjustments a
0: lot better. Mm -hmm. Now, how have you found adding the Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine application to that? Mm -hmm. Are you using the laser light therapy through the acupressure points? Like I know this may be a lot for other people, but Mm -hmm this is what I want to know. So it doesn't, doesn't uh, for people, this, we're just talking them in general health of the different applications of health um, studies. And and if you've ever done, uh, talked with me, I'm always talking about the different modalities that can be applied to your life. So when you're creating a healthcare team or a healthcare perspective. um, So how did you bring that into play? Do you use a laser laser light therapy with in conjunction with, or just with, your, um, osteopathy?
1: Well, the laser that I have, it's like a square kind of pad with mm-hmm. little diodes that are strategically placed for, um, the best, um, dis- distribution of the okay. light. Okay. So it pretty much covers, uh, acupuncture points that will be in the area that they're complaining of so without us even doing that or if a practitioner didn't even know of that knowledge of the meridians mm-hmm. they would be tapping into that stream of moving energy and all that kind of stuff anyway so indirectly yes on purpose i i would say no but it's uh, it's uh because i already have that knowledge i understand
0: right yeah. right and at what point did you feel the chinese medicine really assisted the, the being an osteopath? Like, was it just an automatic add on that you did?
1: Yeah. So I ended up being in this fast track program that I did for two years. And um, so like, I don't practice it in my clinic. I just use it as uh, another tool of knowledge, but I would just say there's some things that they did 2000 years ago that it's unbelievable how much it makes sense and just a real quick example is just above the belly button there's a really important point and actually Mm -hmm. that is one of the points that um you can focus on when doing visceral manipulation if people have digestive issues Mm -hmm. such as you know colitis or any type of ibs And people don't really realize how much organ restriction impacts structures like their back, their hip. It's pretty amazing. So sometimes people are wondering, why are you digging around in my organs? And it's just like, oh, well just watch. And then next, you know, we start poking around. They're like, wow, I feel that in my back. And I said, yes, I can feel some tension there. And you release it. And it so it's it's pretty cool, actually, how everything kind of interconnects. Because I really don't think we've scratched the surface of how mm-hmm. amazing the human body is. And and one of the other examples of that is the thermography that you do, right? It's just, it's just a whole other way of looking at things is. that can be missed if you're just bound to look at just one thing, right? You have to kind of open open up your site a little mm-hmm,
0: bit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really use that comparison a lot when we kind of put the two together when I'm discussing TMJ with clients um, and I'm like okay yes I know you're wearing a protective mouth guard and that's absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and that, that's going to save your teeth but you still haven't addressed the issue of the, the TMJ. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like you need to find somebody to help adjust that. And mm-hmm. then you have to find another person who's going to emotionally help you st- with this struggle that you're holding inside, right? Yeah. So it's that, ap- that aspect. And it's interesting. And, and that's why I love for people to go to see an osteopath because this connection at the, at the jaw mm-hmm. can cascade and you can Absolutely. see that cascade, Right when you're looking at the, at the body through thermography, and you know, you can see the tension and the heat and the inflammation around the mouth, the side of the head, and they're complaining of a right knee issue. I, mm-hmm. I love that. Can you please just find somebody to just follow that line down and mm-hmm. release the whole system? So mm-hmm. maybe I'm setting up practitioners for a Uh, uh, higher than they are but I'm not because I've been there I've seen them I've seen this opportunity where that um, where I'm always trying to get them to take it to whomever take it to your take it please Mm -hmm. let them put the pieces together and I I love that about osteopaths.
1: Mm -hmm. I love it when I get your little forms and it just really helps to give you an idea before because sometimes I have clients who will come in even before they see me Mm -hmm. with their tomography, uh, like a, like graphs. And mm-hmm. I just always love looking through them. And again, it just gives you that general idea of where the inflammation is, which mm-hmm. is a huge indicator of maybe not necessarily where the problem is coming from, no. but like you said, right, a lot of issues at the TMJ, next knee, and it's all connected to yeah. factual change. I love how, disease. I mean, so
0: you must see this when you're doing um, osteopathy and you have that mental uh, visualization of the meridians through the Chinese medicine. Do you have that sense of flow or energetic flow or lymphatic flow through the body when you're um, adjusting people?
1: If that's what they require. Okay. Yeah. Not, not everybody has it. Right. Cause like when I, like, um, as I'm assessing people, it depends what they're coming in for. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I tell you people come into me with the strangest symptoms and they've been to this person, this person, this person, this person, and it's just, uh, it's nothing's working. And then you kind of, okay, let's backpedal here and let's start at the core and work our way out. So it ends up being a very detailed history taking. And honestly, I enjoy that detective work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say if someone needs it from that, you know, there's a certain part of their body where energy is getting stuck, for example, mm-hmm. or, you know, there's some clogging in the lymph nodes, things aren't really draining, then absolutely I'm going to be brought to there, but not not if, if that isn't an issue.
0: Excellent. Now, do you address um, lymphatic aspects? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I work with, absolutely. I love it, I love it. So in all of this and in in understanding, uh, let's say women, because a lot of the people who listen to the show are women and and then understanding the importance of um, even their hormone health, because I think the hormones kind of even kind of get out of balance um, Mm -hmm. with many health issues. And it can be from root, The root can, of course, be anything at all. But when you're when you're talking with women um, who are suffering from hormonal imbalances and and all this, how do you approach that from an uh, that's where you're from? Like how Mm -hmm. if you're a practitioner and you have a woman who is a a hot mess um, Mm -hmm. entering into that stage of um, you know irregular periods or no periods or hot flashes or bloating or all these horrible issues that we kind of go through as we age because we really didn't take care of ourselves, just to be honest. But um how do you approach that? And then what nugget of wisdom do you actually give women in mm-hmm. your Yeah, so here's where kind of like just the
1: conversation of it happens. I find sometimes, especially with women like that, when you're in the first initial history taking which is basically that intimidating interview phase Mm -hmm. i'll say and sometimes you know when you're in an interview you're very like proper and you're answering everything you think needs to be answered correctly and then as you start treating you i start to ask other questions and then you know i start to oh you know how's the family so i start actually digging when their guards are down and you don't feel so i'm kind of understanding okay is this all emotional Or is there some sort of history with an eating disorder or, you know, do they actually see themselves how they are? Like, I just start digging because Mm -hmm. I am good at handling things from a structural standpoint. But if after my investigating and my further interview questions, I'll say, I decide whether or not I need to refer out to other uh, practitioners that are in my, um, I guess you could say my your network, referral, yep. right? My network, thank you. So like, you know, naturopath or uh, someone who does like blood analysis or such uh, someone such as yourself, right? So that we can work together because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be limited from a certain extent that I can't see what your blood looks like or, you know, I can't see what the levels of your hormones are. So I just try to do the best that I can for them and go from there and refer definitely. Definitely,
0: if needed, referring definitely, exactly, exactly. So, in your well, how have you actually been? How have you been handling
1: COVID? Honestly, for me, I'm I'm the type of person that if I come into like a, an obstacle, very quickly I can pivot very very quickly. Mm-hmm. So for me, the first type of experience, um, like so. Yeah. The first type of experience for me, like a lot of people seem a little bit taken back by this, but I wasn't stressed at all. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. This too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And my thought process, especially as a business owner is what can I do now with the circumstances I have yeah. Yeah. that will set me up for the future, even better than I would have if I was just continuing on in this moment as I am. And so I, I, you know, did some investing in stocks even. I started my oh, YouTube wow. channel. Yes, yeah. I studied social media a little bit more, kind of got together my social media, um, Support, sort of execution plan and I just took advantage of the time I had simplest way to put it and, and it paid off because I have oh. tons of people who have seen me from YouTube and actually booked in with me because of that yep. and like it's just been it's just been a right a snowball effect you start one thing and it just spider webs into something
0: else absolutely i think it's incredible um because you've done such great work and i know that uh, i think the consistency of things for people is what people count on and uh, i just love that and the adversity that and the ability to overcome the challenges that are certainly present and that we're sort of still sort of working with and and having having fun with it i mean what can we s- Got of have fun right mm-hmm. yeah. so Ian, if you were uh, to give women a nugget of wisdom about life in general, or something that you really stand stand firm upon in sharing with people, that's life changing. What would that be?
1: <laughs> you will die.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. So like, I I just like, seriously, it's just very, very simple, but it just kind of puts things into perspective. Right. So um, I I kind of find, and I was just talking about this recently with a client and that's probably why that it's on my mind. And the first thing that like came out of my mouth. Um, But yeah, this, this idea that we kind of, we get caught up in our lives and especially women were so guilty of doing something for everybody else but ourselves Mm -hmm. and I think to a certain extent COVID was a blessing in disguise for many people because it kind of forced you to stay in a little box with your family and kind of assess your life a little bit like you know (laughs) was I just keeping myself distracted with work and running the kids to this or doing this or trying to be perfect here right these unrealistic expectations and the other thing I think too is Uh, just you're, you may all, I'm not sure if you're like this, but I'm guilty of this in some regards where I'm just like sitting down, relaxing, like, well, I could be doing this. I could be doing this. I should be doing this. Right. And so I think that, that saying that I said, you will die. Right. Like Like this, this phone here that I have. Once I die, I'm still going to be getting messages, emails for things that need to be done. So really, you have to put yourself first. And as cliche as that is, you have to figure out a game plan for yourself and recognize when you're getting run down. Because you know there has to be a balance. Because like for me, running my business and it's a baby right now, and I'm trying. You know, I'm working really Mm -hmm. hard, but there's some certain things when I notice my mood isn't the same or. getting a little bit tired or I notice I'm getting a little bit snappy or whatever, I know my triggers, I need to say, okay, what do I have to do to get myself back on track so that I can continue to put forward my best effort or else you're going to burn out so quickly as many women and honestly, as many men know as well. Exactly.
0: Well, it is a false sense of responsibility. I'm finding that a lot of people feel burdened with men and women equally. And we kind of forget men sometimes as well. They do have a a, certainly a a sense of responsibility, but sometimes Mm -hmm. is it necessary to the extent that they go. Um, But for women who are my age or, or that, that that I'm only 52, but the women that are older, it's that I'm trying to get them to re, just to focus on oxygen mask first. And mm-hmm. in hindsight, it's kind of like, it's not, I mean, I, I wish I could talk to the women who are, are 30 and young moms. It's like hockey's is not that important you need to spend time with your family and this is what this whole yeah. season has done is changing the priorities for people Absolutely. and and uh, getting them back to the table getting them into their home spending time together and not running around mm-hmm. positive um, or negative Yeah, and it's so true. But as women, uh, the women that are my clients or people I speak to or who I'm trying to encourage, it is trying to get them to step back, step back out of this this roller coaster of never ending nonsense. one I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Oh my gosh. It's exactly. And this whole sense, you know, your kids are, even if your kids are 13, they can cook and clean and do the laundry, like mm-hmm. stop it already.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: um, and then it's, a, it's a fine line and it's trying to get women to have this sense of, you know, you, you're not responsible for everything and our responsibilities do change from that. Yes, we have no children. We get a beautiful, quick glimpse of freedom, and then you run into that role of caretaking for older parents. So it's, um, it's different, uh, but it should be. It's finding the joy in things and finding that that it's a pleasure or it's a joy to be having yeah. this opportunity of things rather than looking at it as a burdens. But I think the women who know to take care of themselves, self care, mm-hmm. massage make sure their head's on straight, making sure their body's taken care of, um, as well as their mind and their nutrition kind of have that better aspect of life um, as they age. And that's my goal. I know that's your goal. And that's sort of that getting people to be the best of themselves.
1: And sometimes there needs to be like a paradigm shift
0: mm-hmm. too, right?
1: Because sometimes you can... T- Women will take it as, oh, well, you know, I may not necessarily deserve this or or whatever. There's also that sort of mentality in there, which isn't very good. And you may not necessarily have that exact thought that goes along in that mind, but you may have a sense of guilt when you start to do things yourself, right? So, and... (sighs) Like if you're going to have an emotion, it might as well be something beneficial to you, right? Especially when you know it is something good for you. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't twist it around in your mind to make you believe otherwise, right? So you just have to kind of, instead of, having that negative thought, I'll just call it negative, switch it around right away to the positive. Like, why are you doing this? Because you need a break. Because whatever the reason is, you need to do something for you. Because that's another tip that I find really helps. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm currently in that sort of same thing as well, the things that serve purpose for me, and the things that I need to do to become a better cheerleader for the people that I love and the people that I'm coaching and the people that I'm trying to aspire. So it's what steps now am I taking mm-hmm. to become a better cheerleader, right? And uh, to inspire. So it's been an exciting couple of weeks. So I love it. But Yeah. Yes. Well, I thank you so much, Nichelle. I think this is thank amazing. You. And I know that you do. Incredible work. So if you ever, um, in the show notes, I will have uh, all of her links, her YouTubes, uh, everything. And she is in Sudbury and she is, uh, and your your partner's still practicing with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a massage therapist and manual osteopath as well awesome awesome and i'm sure you'll need to find others to expand and allow you the free time yeah Yeah, eventually (laughs) yeah it's all about boundaries and 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 uh teaching yeah 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 Mm -hmm. perfect well thank you so much and uh i i just bless you on your continued journey of healing others and thank you so much for joining me on the wise divine woman you're very welcome thank you very much my pleasure Well thank you for joining me today on The Wise Divine Woman. I hope you enjoyed that inspirational talk with Nichelle. She is such an incredible and inspiring woman. Be sure to check out her YouTube channel. I share it often on a few of my pages. Don't forget at the beginning of every month we start the 5-Day Hormone Detox just to reboot our bodies and get ourselves back on focus. So join me in my Facebook page at Wise Divine Women thank you for joining me